the best thing and what people want right now, especially because they're so used to seeing a lot of these documentaries and, and reality TV on Netflix and all that, we want raw. You know, we want to see like the real personality of you. And so if you don't know what that is, ask your husband, ask your, your girlfriend, ask your boyfriend, ask your friends, your mom, your dad, your sister, ask them like, what are my strange qualities? Like what makes me unique? What makes, what are the idiosyncrasies that make me me so that you're not this generic person? I never knew the importance of work-life balance until I had my son. I wanted to create a platform to inform single mother, lady bosses, that you can do it. This podcast is all-inclusive, safe haven-based, designed for women, a woman supporter to grow in all areas of their lives. I want to talk about fashion, health and wellness, work balance, work life, entrepreneurship, gender role stereotyping, single motherhood, and so much more. Thank you all for listening to Evie Unbounded. And once again, I'm your loving host, Evie Jane. Hi, everyone. It's such a long time since we've been on the podcast because of COVID, all the craziness. But I am so glad that who I'm going to have on my podcast this time is also a really great girlfriend of mine. She's beautiful, talented, and she's funny. And I love the way she talks, and she always have a great sense of style. In fact, I have to say, she inspired me to wear a bow tie. But again, I can never pull off as much as she can. So today on Amy Unbound, my girlfriend who's going to be on the show is Brooke Mason. And she's going to be telling us what she does. And I'm going to try to pick her brain about doing the COVID, how to balance our life, and how she help people to continue to bring in their product and their service. Um, she's an expert on that. Besides the fact, she's a photographer, amazing photographer, uh, many, many talented. So again, during the interview, she will tell you all about her talent, but I'm so proud of her. So I can't stop telling you how great she is. I have to share with everyone one story, how I met her. Um, we were doing Angelila magazine. In that magazine episode, it was about uh, all the philanthropists, all uh, it was like 30 people i think almost 30 people had to get together to take a photo shoot for the cover of angelino magazine for that month remember there's 30 of us and a lot of them are women and it was everybody wanted to look great in your special poses and everybody have insecure about what made them look good so when you have like almost 30 people especially all of us so used to being photo shoot we all know of favorite side and having wrote to direct us to make sure we all look great she just so amazing. Somehow, I don't know what she does, her magic touch, the magazine cover for that, for that month, which is beautiful. In fact, I framed it because it was just, it looked like a, a great Gatsby photo. And it was taking you in a hotel in Culver City. And all of us, just, she just make all of us look beautiful and glamorous. So thank you. And, and this is how I met her. And I was like, wow, she's this beautiful girl and she's tiny. And she was like climbing on the chair, telling all of us what to pose, what to do. And we all listen to her. We do. And then she was just like, 
shooting her photo. We're like, I hope the picture look great and it turned out to be beautiful. So why don't you tell me about you? I'm just giving like telling you how great you are. Oh, thanks, Evie. Thank you so much. I tell you, all the compliments you've given me, oh, I don't think I'll be able to get out the door. My head will be so big. <laughs> but I want to say, not only I am just so proud to be your friend too, because kudos. I mean, you're you're a powerhouse woman. You're gorgeous. You're always a stylist. You always look, you know, poised. This woman is one of the hardest working women I know. And I can appreciate that being an entrepreneur myself and how hard we work. But this woman, I don't even know if she sleeps because she works so hard and she's so incredible. But that shoot that you brought up, my gosh, I tell you, it was one of my you know, originally the magazine people told me that it was going to be 12 people on the cover. And I was like, 12, wow, that's a lot. Okay. So I basically went to the, you know, because before a shoot, we always scout. So I went to the shoot uh, location, you know, a week before, and I literally drew out each figure and where they were going to be. And with my assistants, we laid out everyone like, okay, we art directed. So it's so funny because people think they see a photo shoot and they see a photographer, and they think a photographer just clicks a button. But that is far from the truth. The clicking the button is the easiest part of the whole thing. So we had art directed before, we had gone to location, I was thinking it was 12 people. And so we had drawn out little stick figurines, I had drawn this exactly how they're gonna be. One person on a ladder, one person on the ground, one person here, one person there. You know, I asked the hotel what, what they had for props, I brought in props, and we had the different setups ready. The day, of the, the day before the shoot, he said, you know what? I think I have like 18. I was like, oh my gosh, six more people. How am I going to do that? And so I was like, then like redrawing my stick figures on the page going, okay. And then I think in the end, yes, it was close. I almost panicked and had a heart attack of how many people were in there. And he said, well, it's got to be gorgeous. I said, how is it going to be gorgeous? It, it looked more than 80 because I remember. No, it was, it was about, it was closer to 30. You're right. It was. It was closer to 30 and I almost had a panic attack because it's like, we're, we're like an eight by 10 or eight, you know, it's like, well, it's a little bit over. It's like, you know, eight and a half by, by 10.25 or whatever page to fit 30 people and to make all those 30 people look good. So it was probably one of the hardest shoots I've ever done in my life. Like all of us look away. I mean, like I said, that photo was just amazing. But like, were you, were you get your talent? I mean, did you, I, I don't even know. You're just so good at it. I mean, did you went to school for it? How you got involved? I mean, that is so sweet. Thank you. I mean, it's been a lifelong journey as a photographer. I mean, I started when I was 12, you know, and really obsessed with the dark room and developing my own film and photographing people. And I'm a fine art photographer too. So, you know, the female form, the male form and you know, it's just been a very long, I think, you know, people ask me and they see, say success now and they go, oh my gosh, like I want to be where you are. And that's like very flattering, but at the same time, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think as you know, and as every entrepreneur knows, do it very well and do it very well for a long time. And then finally, you know, it does take 10, 15 years before, I mean, I've been 17 years now as a professional photographer. And it takes but everyone. I know you guys can see her. She looks so young. You you have to follow her on Instagram. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just her name on Instagram. But you need to it's follow her photo. because all her pictures look amazing. And she says she's been doing this for like seventeen years, right? She's a 
she looked like she was 17. So I don't know when she was start doing it when she was a baby. That was what happened. But anyway. you know, it, it's funny. I do think that do what you love in life, do it well, do it with passion. I mean, you're, you know, of course there's genetics involved, but, um, you will, you will look and you will look and feel vibrant. I mean, if you're doing what you love and I'm so passionate about helping people, making them look good. I mean, obviously in my creative agency with the branding and marketing, my focus in life really is to help other people. And so whether it's photos that is, is going to do better for them so they can be more successful or whether it's branding or whether it's just their website or social media. And I know we're talking about COVID one really good thing that's happened with COVID, you know, because there is a silver lining, there's always a silver lining in, in, you know, bad things that happen, but you know, that's how I look at it. But, um, that everyone really understands the importance of the digital market and social media, websites, you know, um, networking online, LinkedIn, YouTube videos and content and, and having fresh content all the time. So that's one thing I would say to everyone, what can you do now that you didn't do before? And that's posting every day. Giving is really important. Like I am a huge believer of giving. So give information, you know, do a blog on something that you're an expert on or like you're doing right now, like giving, you know, people information through a podcast and, and, um, giving your knowledge and expertise right now, everyone's hungry to learn. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's online. Um, you know, I have a client right now, we're posting twice a day and, and her numbers have been going up and she's doing really great. Um, so People won't get bored like they used to. I mean, there used to be this time where I would say to clients, you know, just post three, four, maybe five times a week. Like don't post more than that. Don't put content out more than that. Maybe one newsletter once every month or something like that. Um, because otherwise you would be that, you know, that weirdo on, on everyone's feed. Yes. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, you again. Oh, you're so boring. You post so much and, you know, people would unfollow you. But right. you don't want to know anymore. <laughs> people want the content. And they're used to like now we're so used to a lot of content. Everyone has like a terrible short-term memory now. I mean, long-term memory. We only have like this really short-term <laughs> memory. And so we only remember what we've just seen. So you have to be the person that they've just seen or the product or getting your voice or name out there. So, but posting every day is totally fine now. I mean, we're just so used to it. That, so that's a good thing about COVID. I mean, everyone knows what Zoom is now. Everyone knows what Instagram is. I mean, there are people like, does it really matter? Um, let me tell you, it matters. <laughs> get on there, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, get on Facebook. And, you know, I mean, it depends on, on the genre, if you should get on Twitter or Facebook versus Instagram and all that. I know people ask me that sometimes. I know we've gone in this whole social media direction, but like that's what's really hot right now. I mean, social media, you can just, you can, you don't even have to pay for PR anymore. I mean, I shouldn't say that because we do PR. So, you know, <laughs> but I'm just saying you could, you could. Yes. I'm taking tips. Yes. I'm taking tips. Yes. Yes. I mean, you could now. I, your money is better spent on social media. Make sure that your content's beautiful. If you're doing it yourself, really up your game or get a professional, like hire like my agency or someone like us to do really good content, fresh content, you working, you know, videos of you, um, tips um, that you're going to give, um, you know, inspirational quotes like, you know, like something like that Evie would say, like Evieisms, you know, something that's like very you and be authentic and be and, and sort of 
the best thing and what people want right now, especially because they're so used to seeing a lot of these documentaries and, and reality TV on Netflix and all that, we want raw. You know, we want to see like the real personality of you. And so if you don't know what that is, ask your husband, ask your, your girlfriend, ask your boyfriend, ask your friends, your mom, your dad, your sister, ask them like, what are my strange qualities? Like what makes me unique? What makes, what are the idiosyncrasies that make me me so that you're not this generic person that people just see out there, that you're that person that has something unique to offer. And because all of us have these weird little quirks like the way we laugh the way we say things like certain phrases that we say or or you know certain attitude or whatever it is like that has to be honed in and celebrated and brought out people want to see that i mean you know think about bethany frankel so fun you know bethany frankel yeah skinny skinny girl margarita i mean look how successful she is think about what she did at the beginning when she first got on the housewives she was raw. I mean, they, they would film her and she was peeing on the toilet. I mean, did you remember? I mean, she was like, wow, she was so raw and everyone was so interested because they said, oh my gosh, she's doing, she's doing things that we do at home that like, maybe it's kind of gross or something, but Hey, like, you know, she would celebrate the fact that she had appeared and her stomach was hanging out. She'd be like, you know, yes, it was kind of gross. I know I see your face. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know what? It was like a, oh, wow, she's so bold that she could, like, be so raw and she would get upset or she would get angry or whatever. She showed every side of herself, even if you look at her social media today, she shows pictures, pictures of herself with no makeup um, she shows pictures like, of course, the beautiful ones and retouched and all that. But there's something about her that is so her that no one else could really be that. Now, I'm not saying like go do be disgusting or something or oh, do, do like, but what I'm saying is what she is is so her. Right. And so what is it that is so you? Is it like, you know, you mentioned like something about the bow tie, like that is my shtick, you know, when I shoot, I wear, was ties and bow ties, but now I've kind of gone more into the, the, the bow tie. Only I love the bow tie, are you? Thank you. And I love bright colors and I, and I love fashion and, and that's just my fun, fun, like my way to kind of my outlet, you know, to, yeah. to be more creative myself. So I think like, Asking people around you what makes you unique is really cool. And I think that helps you in your branding. That's the strength of it. The strength of it is the founder behind the business or maybe you're the business or if it's your product, like put you forward. I mean, I have clients who are really shy and they have products and like a skincare line and she didn't want to be photographed. And I was like, please, people want to see you. Uh-huh. So you say that you are the brand in a way. Well, let's talk about your agency because I know you do PR, right? But the way you also doing it, your PR is not just any other PR agency because you actually have a lot of insight on digital marketing and what so and social media. I mean, you have so much follower, you verify. I mean, again, people check out her Instagram is amazing and her picture is always amazing beautiful so let's talk about your PR because you know I always thought a PR agency is somebody that when something happened and you have a PR agency kind of like that's couple. yeah reputation management right right, right. So there's like different types of PR 
Um, PR is, you know, you can have a reactive PR, meaning like what you're saying, reputation management, like something goes wrong or you just launch something. And, and like, for instance, I have a client who um, they have an auction house and they're selling the um, Ursula Andes uh, Dr. No bikini. It's going to go for 500000 The PR we got was unbelievable because it's reactive. It's reactive to... Um, that item, which is so incredible. I mean, we got USA Today, we got the Daily Mail, we got we got fifty plus PR um, outlets grabbed it because it was reactive to the thing that was happening, like some story, some hook. There's also proactive PR, which means we create, we market you, we create these stories, and then we go after the press and say, hey. I've got this story, like, let, you know, let, do you want to interview my client, whatever. So that's proactive versus reactive and reputation management is more reactive to something that's happened. And, and we are cleaning something up for a client that his daughter is very famous and they had a fight and she went out to the press and said some bad stuff. So we have to do some reputation management there too. But yeah, no, I do um, because we're a branding marketing agency, not just PR. Um, we're really focused on someone's brand and, and every touch point, consumer touch point that would see that brand. And that means anything online, social media, um, anything online, anything with PR, your website, your LinkedIn, like anything that a consumer would see, your newsletters or whatever. So just to remember when you have a brand or a business that every consumer touch point should align. So everything needs to look cohesive so that people don't, the last thing you ever want is someone having like a weird reaction to something you put out there that doesn't feel on point with your messaging or brand and it feels off. And I think that's something that's kind of nice with my agency and my team is that we do everything under one roof. So it's not like, you know, you say you had one agency just doing, you know, your PR, and then someone else is doing your social media and those people aren't working together. I think all of this has to work together and then say your social media looks so different to some marketing that you're doing and all those things, if they don't look in harmony, then it's going to throw off trust and validity for who you are and your business. So the most important thing is that your, your customer base, your consumer needs to have trust and, and in you and your brand. So let me ask you this, because I, you know, I spoke to my client, they're also, a lot of them have company that produce luxury brand. And what kind of it is, you know, a lot of the business have suffered greatly. And how do a branding company or your agency dealing with luxury branding nowadays with COVID? I don't know if it's a COVID or what it is, or maybe economy just bad, but people are not as buying as much or it's just difficult for branding for them. That's what I was told. Right. It's two schools of thought. I've worked with, um, you know, uh, uh, Rolls Royce and Lamborghini. With them, sales had not gone down. I mean, and and also even the auction house. People, it's a weird thing. Um, First of all, people aren't spending money on vacations. They're not spending money on going out and dining. I mean, the cost of living has gone down considerably. You're not driving your cars. Um, I mean, you know, I have a client who just gave up her car. So now she's just, you know, Ubering or or walking or or whatever. Um, So there's kind of like, I'm the glasses half full person, just in general. Um, 
but I hear from my clients and, and as I'm working with them, sales have not gone down. There was a moment and there was March and April and March and April, everyone freaked out and everyone stopped everything. And everyone felt that doesn't matter who you were. But then as time went on, people are now doing things that they, their heart that are heart-based, that are like, you know what, I always wanted to buy this comic book uh, that was like, you know, from a kid. And and that was like the, my favorite comic book that they're selling. I know because my client is selling one right now, Amazing a Fantasy, which is the original Spider-Man. And, you know, that's going to go for, I, I, I can't remember, it's like 10000 or something like that. It's not a huge amount, that one. But, um, you know, people are buying these things that are close to their heart. Like our life is precious, time is precious. What we want to do and what feeds our soul and feeds our heart and feeds our real desires is what people are kind of banking on or, or spending on. So they are spending on items that make them feel good because there is so much feeling bad, right? right. So buying that fancy car uh, that they always wanted to and stretching the limit on that, maybe like stopping something else so that they can, you know, maybe cutting back on some other area. I mean, obviously like a Lamborghini is not in, in many people's price range, but, um, you know, stopping doing something else, but saying, I always wanted this. Who knows what's going to happen in life? I mean, my gosh, you know, the world might blow up. I don't know. It's like catastrophe times. I am going to do what makes me feel good now. And so there is there is this sort of shift in society where people are doing a little more of, um, I'm going to make myself happy now. Um, the, the industries that are more service-based luxury, so those are industries that I was just talking about, like actually buying things to make you happy. But yes, mm -hmm. service-based uh, luxury things, obviously like spas and stuff like that. But you know, to be honest, I have a, also a plastic surgeon, Beverly Hills plastic surgeon client who does, you know, facelifts. He's very famous for his facelifts, facelifts and, and everything. He has been the busiest that, than ever before. I mean, his business has just skyrocketed because everyone's going, you know, I want to look good. I don't feel great. So I want to look good to make myself feel better. And, and you're not going out is a great way to not. be <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You're wearing a mask. You can hide some stuff. Um, you know, you're wearing sure. casual clothes. If you've got some lipo, you know, I, I, I personally know quite a few people who, who, who did that recently. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I have not seen too much of a drop personally in the luxury market other than the obvious like hotels, spas, things like those luxury things, but actually high ticket items like the auction house, memorabilia, um, plastic surgery, and buying expensive cars has gone up. It's kind of interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah. I guess what their product is is more like the skin line, like uh, luxury skin line, uh, skincare. But I would definitely refer them to you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, I have two skincare lines as clients. They're very different. One's like a very raw, organic skincare line, beautiful stuff. Um, and then I have a very luxury, high-end skincare. Uh, and she's just got picked up. Um, we got her picked up by another really big vendor. So people are spending money on skincare too, you know. It, it, is, it is all there. It's all just a matter of, like we're talking about, a matter of your branding, your marketing, and keeping current don't fall behind, refresh, brand refresh, you know, fix that website, make it new, make it nothing. We, we cannot get a, uh, away with being stale anymore. We could in the past, we could say, you know, oh, the website's not great, but whatever. 
Nowadays, no. The game has upped. I mean, everyone's now more savvy. They, they understand things more. They understand branding more. They understand aesthetics, um, uh, content, you know, creative. You, know, you can't fake it anymore. <laughs> you know, you can right. fake it till you make it. You can look successful, but you can't fake it to the audience. We have a more educated audience now and, and you have a uh, sophisticated, more sophisticated uh, consumer. We're definitely going to put your agency on our blog so people can definitely look into it. Because I, as a business owner myself, you know, I always struggling with, as a business owner, as you know, um, you're wearing many hats. So beside the marketer, you also have to do the actual work, HR, and also managing what's going on, the finance part with profit a lot. So pretty much you're wearing many hats. You're the financial accountant, you're the COO, you're the CEO, I mean, CFO and marketing director. So, so I, I, no, I, I think your agency provides a lot of great, um, benefit for a business owner and you know as women uh, we we love to support other women i mean this this is what this podcast is about is empower the women and people women like us and and we can learn from each other so uh, your agency i i definitely wanted to put that information out so people can look into it yeah Thank you. you know it's funny my main client base is women women entrepreneurs because that is a passion for me i'm glad you brought that up i mean that's a passion for me because i know how hard it's been and i know how hard it's been in a room full of men i mean there's so many times where i have been in a room full of men um you know it's some it's some company and actually there was a time there was a you know a, I'll keep the story short. I know we don't have a lot of time, but there was there was a meeting that I had, um, and I was I was sitting in in a room full of men uh, for this skincare line, and they were thinking of hiring me. They were treated me so badly in that room. I think that what they thought was that I'll be a bit intimidating and let's see if she can handle it. Well, that's not really what life is about, right? I'm here to help you. You know, let's talk about it. If I'm right for you, I'm right. If I'm not, I'm not. And after that meeting, they, my friend got back in touch with me that, uh, that, that connected us. And I said, I I'm not the right fit for them. And it was a really big job. And I was, you know, a little kind of upset that I turned it down because, you know, you always want the money. But I thought, I just, I just don't want to because... I feel, okay, yes, they're paying me, but at the same time, I feel with every single one of my clients that I'm a part of their business too. My goal is to make them successful because their success is my success. Now, if they're hiring me and I don't like these people and they're very condescending and they were treating me like, and I'm thinking, well, why am I in this room? If you're being so, you know, if you're mansplaining me, <laughs> you know, why am I in this room when you're, you're treating me like, you know, like second class? And so I said, you know, we're just not a good fit. And he, he said, oh my gosh, they said you're so amazing and they want to hire you. I said, no, I, I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't do that. So I walked away from that job. I mean, look, I think us women, we need to stick together and we empower each other. And we put a, a line down and say, no, that wasn't cool. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. And so most of my clients are female entrepreneurs because I get it and I want them to be successful. I mean, that's what it's about. Like, there's enough right. room for everyone to be successful. You know, it, it's never a competition. And exactly. And then I noticed that, you know, a lot of times the biggest credit is us, you know, is ourselves, and then is other women, right? Because we see other women as a mirror of us. 
and 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 because we're critical with ourselves because we always wanted to be better and and then so i think we also critical towards other women um and then i think we need to use that in a good way i mean i don't think it's it's bad to be critical but is is how you use that how you use that to improve your game i think um and and you're right even as a photographer like when i show up i assume it's going to be like a male photographer so i was surprised when i see you <laughs> so yeah you're right it's not in your field most there's a lot of men in your field also so i i love that and then i it, it, you give a, a female perspective and then the beauty your your view on things so it's a different it's a different way if you hire me a pr or branding it's nice to have a different perspective thank you i have a quick story when i was shooting for i I've, I've been a photographer for a lot of magazines over the years and i was shooting for instinct magazine for many years i was basically did all their covers uh and it's a it was it was the biggest gay magazine all men and um it was about a year that i had been working with them and the editor said, oh, I'm going for, uh, for lunch with Brooke. She said, oh, tell him I love his work. He's doing great. He's doing a great job. And uh, Mike, the editor said, well, uh, no, it's a, it's a female. And he goes, oh, okay, fine. No, tell him his work is really good. And he had to tell him about three times. And, uh, and he, he just couldn't understand it because to him, you know, for me, it's about the brand. What is, who is the audience? what is the success like what will be successful here so it's not about a, even a female perspective though there are probably there's innuendos of that but in the end i think about the brand and the audience and the marketing of this so uh it, it should be hard to tell whether it was a female doing the shoot or a male which is a good thing <laughs> It really should be how how well you do on your job, right? I mean, it, it, exactly. And then as, even nowadays, people get surprised by it. And then so I I always think it's funny because I always think that when they find out who you are, and you're not just a woman, you are a beautiful woman, you know, you're intelligent, you're funny. I think that really is still def, really defiant to what what most people think. Like women are intelligent and beautiful. So you can be beautiful anytime. Oh, look who's speaking now. I mean, my gosh, you're, you're stunning and smart. And so I think that, you know, it, we have to change the, the perception. And it, will, it is changing very slowly, but it is. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, so we pretty much on the end of the show. I was going to talk forever to you, but I'm going to see you tomorrow anyway. I can't wait for the Halloween party. So. I know. I love Halloween. Follow Brooke's Instagram. You can see all the really cool costumes for the Halloween. It's going to be amazing. Yes, Brooke Mason photo. So it's at Brooke Mason photo. My website's brookemason.com. Yes, definitely. And then I will give all her information on our blog so everyone can follow and check out the agency. Even I'm going to look at the agency. I think your, your idea of the agency, pretty much a full house. Is great because you can see, like you said, you can see what's going on in all department, right? So everything's we're in one house, photography, PR, social, and social digital marketing, you know, all in one. So I'm definitely going to look, look into it. It's funny how we never talk about it, you know, because we talk about, I know you have three beautiful dogs now. You have two now. You just got a new puppy. 
I can't wait to meet her tomorrow. So normally when we hang out, we, we drink wine, we talk about life. You know, we didn't get a chance to really understand each other's work and business. So I'm glad I get to have this opportunity to understand what you do even more. I mean, if I know more, you'd be my guy, you'd be my girls. I have no idea. Thank you. Right, exactly. And likewise, now I have to interview you. <laughs> Okay. You know what, that's, that's the key to success in life is to give, right? Give and get back, karma. I mean, that's it, really. It is, definitely is. Thank you, Brooke. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. And we were definitely looking forward um, to see you more. And everybody follow her on Instagram and check out her PR agency. Thanks, Brooke. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. That concludes this week's episode of EV Unbounded. So happy that you all took a little bit of the time to spend the day with me and my guests. Feel free to reach out to me anytime and let me know what you think about this episode at talktome at evunbounded.com. You can always check out my website at www.evunbounded.com. Remember to subscribe and follow. You can also follow me on my Instagram hashtag or at EVJane. Thank you.